Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Behind the Binge podcast. Today's episode is going to be discussing portion sizes, and more specifically, if portion sizes can support you in your binge eating recovery. Welcome to Behind the Binge, the podcast where we bring forth much needed conversations about binge eating recovery and ditching diet culture. I'm your host, Marissa Kaimilik, a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and binge eating coach. This is our space to dive into practical tips to heal from binge eating, challenge your diet culture beliefs, discuss the nuances of intuitive eating, and empower you to recover. Let's start exploring what's behind the binge. So let's just hop right into it. We don't need to do any chit chat. So if you've struggled with the restricted binge cycle for any amount of time, you've probably had in your mind an amount of food that you think you should eat, right? Whether that's because you're comparing to what is on someone else's plate or you're tracking because of some diet or program that you're on. So from all of that, you've gotten this idea that what you should be eating should look like a certain way or be a certain size or fit in a certain calorie or macro level. And this can be something that you memorize to a point where you become very familiar with how many calories are in, I don't know, let's say a few Oreos or a banana, right? This mentality can be the hardest to break when trying to leave restriction in the past because once you know how many calories, macros, points, or serving sizes you quote-unquote should have, you will see it like that for a while. The problem is a number does not accurately depict how much your body needs physically or mentally when trying to gain back body trust. There's no calculation to tell you that because we are all very unique individuals with very unique nutrition needs. I could eat the exact same way as you and you could eat the exact same way as me and we would both have very different health outcomes, weigh very differently and feel very differently, right? So it's not a one size fits all type of equation that we could just punch into a calculator or look up online to tell me how tell us how much we need, right? Same goes with portion sizes. We can't just say, oh, we need, I don't know, one portion of carbs and that looks like this. I mean, that's just so vague to begin with. But my point here is in talking about healing your relationship with food, this is especially difficult and especially, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, especially not helpful. (laughs) It's quite easy to think that maybe if you just had more control over something like portion sizes, then you would be able to control your binge eating because everything is very limited to just those portion sizes. However, we know that the more control you try to have over how much you consume, the actually more out of control you get. What's important to keep in mind here is how restriction is fueling your binge eating. The restrictive mentality that started from dieting has put a wedge between your mind and your body. You essentially have been ignoring your body signals and fighting your own biology, trying to keep you alive and thriving. So your body is here functioning out of a famine. I mean, your body doesn't know the difference between a diet and a famine. And so when it feels restricted, especially if it was at any period of time drastic or for an extended period of time, It feels this need to fight back to get enough and then store in fear of another famine. Your body's really functioning in this fight or flight mode 
in preparation for this next famine. Your body does this by creating an obsession with food, a drive to eat, and ultimately leads you to have the out-of-control experience of binging. These are all protection mechanisms. This is really your body's way of trying to keep you safe and alive, although it doesn't always make sense that way. But if your body is functioning in this place of fight or flight because of restriction, then we don't want to be leaning on more restriction in our healing journey. And portion sizes are restrictive in and of themselves, even if it doesn't feel that way. Sometimes I will have clients who were beginning to work together and were beginning to break food rules. And they may say, okay, I am going to allow myself to have my binge food because we know that creating permission, unconditional permission, is important in stopping the binge cycle. But if they go into normalizing a binge food like Oreos and they say, I can have Oreos, but just two because two is a serving size, is that unconditional permission? No. The two is a condition. I can only have two. That is a condition to the permission you're allowing yourself. That condition is a restriction. And unfortunately, any even thought of a restriction can further fuel that binge eating cycle again that same day or even just down the line. Sort of like a farewell to food feast, right? Like you're thinking, oh, I'm not going to be able to have more of these, so I might as well get in as many as I can now. Or just that all or nothing mindset rebound where, okay, you go from restricting it to just two, that when there is an instance where you allow yourself to have more than two, it's not just three, it becomes 12 or the whole box, right? Because it's swinging from the pendulum of the the tight control on the portion size to absolutely no control at all. So the restriction that we're trying to get away from includes portioning out your food and it includes thoughts of, I shouldn't be eating this much or I should only have two, etc. First things first, portion sizes weren't created for you. Portion sizes do not know you. Portion sizes tell us nothing. If you find yourself constantly questioning if a certain portion size is too much or just enough for you, here are some questions you can ask yourself. How does my body feel physically? Do I want more? Let's say you have the two Oreos. You go, how do I feel physically? I feel fine, but I'm, I'm still thinking about the Oreos. I don't feel satisfied. Do I want more? Yeah, I kind of do. Okay. Let's see what it would be like to have another one or another two, right? Let's experiment with what it would feel like to trust that you can have an Oreo and move on. You can have more Oreos and move on and listen to your body. However, you might say, how does my body feel physically? I feel fine, but imagining myself having a few more Oreos, I can kind of sense that uh, I wouldn't feel so great. Even if I don't get a stomach ache or heartburn or anything, I just can tell it might not make me feel so good. Okay, then it would be totally fine to move on. We just have to be sure that the intention behind not getting more is authentic, meaning it's not a diet in disguise. It's not a restriction in in disguise where you're trying to convince yourself that you don't need more even if you really want more. The second question you can ask yourself is, how does my body feel mentally? Do I want more? So 
this would sort of be the the second part of kind of what I just said, where it's like, oh, I, I feel fine, but I kind of want more. If you are still thinking about the food, you may not be adequately satisfied. If you're still thinking about the food, you also may have just not habituated it enough to where it feels normal and you can eat some and move on. And so in this case, we want to show your body that, hey, you can trust me. Oreos aren't going anywhere and have another one and move on. A lot of this work isn't just about eating the food and eating more than a portion size and telling yourself it's okay. It's about actively reframing and undoing the the old belief that portion sizes are just what you're supposed to be having. You can start to challenge these old beliefs by simply asking yourself, who decided that this was the right amount for me? Why would I only be allowed to eat this much? How are these thoughts and limitations serving me? Just some reflections for you. Maybe just think about them if you're on your drive, on your way to work, or on a trip, or if you're at home, maybe sit down and journal about this. The truth is nobody knows you better than you know yourself. And you may not feel like you know yourself at this point, but that's okay. As you heal your relationship with food, you will find yourself getting more and more connected to your body, your body's needs, and feel more trusting in listening and responding to your body. And so the answers to questions like, why am I only allowed to eat this much? Who decided that? How are these thoughts serving me? Those answers will come a lot easier with time because you'll know, hey, I know myself better than these serving sizes know me. And I know that when I only have a serving size of, I don't know, pasta, I don't feel satisfied and full and it's not energizing and I just end up wanting more or binging on ice cream later. So having more than what this serving size is displaying is actually better serving me than some arbitrary number. Now let's say you do have more than a serving size and you actually end up not feeling so good. Here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to guilt ourselves and say, oh, see, I told you, serving size is how much you need. You shouldn't have eaten more, la, la, la. That doesn't do us any good. After you eat, if you end up feeling overly full or you don't feel good and you feel as though maybe you shouldn't have eaten as much as you, you did, that's okay. You're human. Remember that one meal is not going to drastically change anything about your life. Even as a seasoned intuitive eater who teaches this and works with clients on this, I still overeat sometimes because I'm a human being. And I overeat and sometimes undereat regardless of what a serving size says on a label. The best thing you can do for yourself at any point in recovery, if you feel like you've slipped up in some way or something didn't go as well as you hoped it went, the best thing you can do is move on. Sometimes you can reflect back on those moments and see what you can learn from them. Maybe you can learn, oh, hey, I ate that meal really fast and that led me to feeling not so well. Or maybe you can learn, hey, when I have that much pasta, I don't feel so great and so let's see if I have a little bit less next time if I feel a little better. We can get curious without being judgmental. And if there are certain foods that you struggle with more than others, right? Let's say there are certain foods that you tend to overeat on more often than others or binge on. It would be a really great idea to work on adding them at very normal times, sort of in a ritual or in some sort of like planned routine. This will help to normalize them instead of it feeling as though it's, you know, just limited to these very rare times. 
So if Oreos are a binge food of yours, something I might recommend is, yeah, sure, you can start with two. Have two every day with your lunch. And I guess this kind of segues to my next point where when are serving sizes helpful and are they helpful? They can be helpful in a sense. I wouldn't say they're necessarily necessary, but they can help you to gauge how much food, I don't know, is a baseline for you to feel good and nourish your body. I don't necessarily think it has to be based off of the side of a package, but let's say you like pour out some pasta. We're just going to keep using that as an example, and it fills your whole entire bowl up to the brim. You can kind of use that as a measurement of like, okay, that was filled to the brim. I ate it all. How did I feel? And then adjust from there the next time you have pasta to see if a different amount feels better for you. And the truth is our needs vary day to day. And so one day filling it to the brim might feel like too much, where the next day that is exactly how much you need, if not more. But you're going to find an average for yourself that feels good for you when it comes to quote unquote serving sizes. For my clients who are coming from a very, very restrictive place or coming from a place where they just can't stop counting or weighing right at the start, we may use serving sizes as a way to create like a baseline and move up from there. But like that, I want to put a big asterisk by that, that that's a very like nuanced situation. It really depends on the individual. We might use serving sizes when it comes to making sure we're eating enough, right? If my clients are used to trying to avoid serving sizes and eating way under a serving size, we may make the serving size the minimum of make sure you eat at least the serving size that is on the box. And that's sort of a stepping stone. It's a, it's a more structured approach to recovery that's a stepping stone to a semi-structured approach and then to more of that flexibility that grants you the ability to be an intuitive eater. So we're kind of getting into the conversation where things get really individualized. I think you should know by now from my podcast that nothing is really one size fits all when it comes to anyone's nutrition, health, or relationship with food. And so even within the advice that I give on this podcast, it may be a little different for you given your circumstances, given your history, or given your goals. So with all that being said, let me kind of wrap this up into a summary. First and foremost, for the most part, serving sizes are more likely to harm your food freedom journey, harm your binge recovery journey. They will keep you stuck in that restricted and limited conditional mindset that brought you into this restrict binge cycle in the first place. A great first step to moving away from this is starting to ask more qualitative questions rather than quantitative like numbers, qualitative questions, qualitative, what am I saying? Qualitative questions, like how does this make me feel? How is this serving me? Et cetera, et cetera. And also spending a lot of time on your mindset around food and serving sizes. Challenging those old beliefs that your body needs a certain amount based on some calculation or what somebody else is eating. Taking the time to challenge those and reframe those and bring Back your body trust and knowing that you are the expert of your own body. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> Alrighty, this was just a quick little solo episode. If you feel like you can't get those portions out of your mind or you're struggling to get past the guilt afterwards, truly you're not alone. I work with clients all the time on this very specific thing. And if you want to finally find peace with food and learn how to eat intuitively, 
definitely don't hesitate to reach out. I would love to help you reach these goals. And I am currently accepting new one-to-one nutrition coaching clients. So if you're looking for support on your binge eating or food freedom journey, head to behindthebinge.com. I will link everything in my show notes and apply for a free discovery call so that we can chat about your struggles, your goals, and make sure that we're the best fit to work together. I hope you found today's episode helpful. If you did, I would so appreciate if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Feel free to DM me at any time any ideas you have for the podcast because I could always use more ideas. And I'll catch you in the next one. Bye, guys.